I have a confession to make. Um, when Jen said, "What are you gonna? Ha- what'd you have for lunch?" Honestly, right before that, I was thinking about a donair. Like I was actually thinking about lunch. lunch. <laughs> oh, you didn't have lunch. I was like starving, and then you said, "What'd you have for lunch?" And I'm like, "She's reading my mind. She knows that I'm hungry." Are right you guys now. just yes. showing off your spiritual gifts? I don't know. <laughs> Is that what it is? Oh, but maybe like, I have. What, what? How do we spell faith again? R yeah. I S. I was. Yes. Yeah. I was literally just going to say, it sounds like community. It, <laughs> it sounds like you're saying, Jen, that community is spelled R-I-S-K. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, welcome back to On Ramp, episode six. We're going to continue our talk on community and vulnerability and wellness. Basically, the whole the whole subject today is how, you know, we are out to lunch and we are inviting you to be out to lunch as well. So listen, this episode's going to be um, awesome and spicy and deep and personal and you don't want to miss it. Well, hey, we're back uh, with On Ramp here, episode six. I'm joined by... Jen Wright and Greg Baker, and I'm Joel Conti. If you haven't joined us before, we're so excited that you tuned in. And we're going to continue our discussion from the last time around community and around vulnerability and around wellness. And again, here on OnRamp, it's kind of a meandering through topics that we personally are experiencing and um, topics that we're seeing in the church that are relevant for the church today. So we kind of started last time with looking at, you know, kind of a state of where the church is at, uh, sort of a state of the union. And really where we hovered for a long time is around community. And so um, we're going to we're going to be discussing that again today. And, um, you know, really starting with kind of what is our own experience of community and how have we found that community within the church because I find that I'm learning a lot from the community outside the church mm-hmm. of what is, I think, important in the church or needs to be reemphasized within the church. And so for me, I'll just start there with, I've found a lot of really great community on a soccer team that I'm a part of. Um, one of them is a church goer, but other than that, most of them are non-church goers. And what I'm finding is things that they value in life are a coming together around the same interest, which is soccer in this instance. Um, they also value drinking beer. Uh, they also value having discussions um, after they've drank beer. Um, but really what I find in the midst of all that, with or without the soccer, with or without the beer, with or without just being away from their families, what I have valued is they do talk about real stuff. Um, they, they are vulnerable. They discuss where they're at in life. They discuss the difficulties they're having in their marriages. They discuss the difficulties they're having with their kids. They discuss sometimes financial difficulty or job difficulty. And so somehow in this interest around soccer, hanging out for long periods of time and having a few beers after the games, I find that at some point they entered into a realm of being vulnerable, connecting, talking about real life issues. And so for me, if I was to say, what is community? Now, maybe we could drop the beer part in the, in the, in the church community setting. 
um, or not, debatable. Um, I find community is really a place where you connect, a place where you belong, and a place where you feel like you can share your life. Now, as we're going to talk about, that cannot be separated from, you know, wellness or vulnerability or, um, you know, wellness is really I'm finding out what's going on with me inside. And once I'm finding out what's going on with me inside, do I have now people that I can share that with, that journey with, that healing with, that wholeness with? And so I think that talking about those two um, in this in this uh, session is going to be, you know, kind of our, our guidepost loosely uh, with where we're going to go today. So for me, I found community, I'll start there outside the church, you know. Um, obviously, I found community within the church too, but um, yeah, what do, what do you think, Jen or Greg, around how have you found community or where have you found community or what are the things you're looking for when I say that word, community? Yeah. Well, I uh, don't play soccer, but I want to when I hear your experience because... Because of the beer. <clears throat> no. Oh. I can't drink beer. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm allergic to wheat or whatever beer's made of. I don't even know. Um, but when I hear you talk about, you know, connecting about life and, and struggles or that vulnerable place, I see in a lot of church experiences, maybe a hesitancy. Um, you know, I've been part of a lot of Bible studies, a lot of life groups, and my current life group experience is an exception to the rule, but that willingness to to go to vulnerable places or to be maybe candid about what is going on in life. I don't know what the disconnect is between our faith, which should be a safe place in a faith community to bring these things. I don't, I don't know what the disconnect is, but in various church experiences, I would say that what you just talked about community hasn't been, it's been the exception rather than maybe Mm. the norm. Um, normal experiences, normal experience. So I think for me, there came a point much after I was involved with church and involved with groups where the desire for more Mm. tipped towards actually like risking, Hey, this is my life. This is what's going on. Mm. Um, will you pray with me? Will you pray for me? And that, that vulnerability piece starting to you know, push into places and gently offer people places to share their story. And is it, is it okay if I, you know, if we pray with you, if we pray for you in these very vulnerable and weighty places, but yeah, um, all that to say, I would like to play soccer, (laughs) (laughs) um, and just have that easier connection with, with people, Mm -hmm. um, and encourage that within the church community. I find too that that whatever the interests are, I think that it's an easy bridge to connection where mm-hmm. whether that's technology, whether that's um soccer, whether that's music. photography, music, mm-hmm. whether that's 
cooking, uh, whether that's um, just talking about, you know, politics or coffee, um, coffee <laughs> or any, anything. I mean, I, I think coffee snobs around here. We do have a lot of coffee. <laughs> I think coffee snobs attract coffee snobs, yeah. uh, birds of a feather, you know, flock together. And, but I, I also know that within the church, I found, I, I have found deep community within yeah. the church too. I mean, with life groups was the first point of, of community, um, serving when we had a food bank at Northside for me, you know, things like prayer and worship. And these are not just, I think for me, spiritual exercises for me, I find deep, deep community, beautiful community within the church as well. So don't get me wrong. I, I love my soccer team, but, um, I, I think I've found even deeper community because now the Holy Spirit is invited into the spiritual exercises together. But Greg, I want to hear you as well around community. What was the question again? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, so my thoughts on what you guys have said is that like when I think about community, I think there's kind of two things that have to happen. One is that I can be free to be real. I can be the real me. And two is I know that you will accept me for the real me. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have those two things, you can start to build community. And I think like I played a bunch of sports as well. And I think one of the great things about guys playing sports, I guess I can talk about that, is that you can go on a team and there can be all sorts of different kinds of guys on the team, right? Some are really smart. Some are dumb as rocks. Like some <laughs> are really good. Some are bad, whatever it is, right? But once you start to gel, as once you come together as a team, Guys are pretty good at saying, these guys are my teammates and I go through a wall for any of them, mm-hmm. right? Once we get on the field, I don't care if he does something stupid and some guy, you know, faces up on him, I'll be there and I got his back. Mm-hmm. And that I think is the great thing about that kind of community is that I can be who I am. The guys don't care who I am and they all accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think once you can start to build those, you start to build community. Mm-hmm. But I do think that wellness is a big part of it because... The problem is that I, healthy people can have healthy community and hurting people hurt other people, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, out of the outcome of that. And so I think that as you're starting to talk about building community, especially in the church, I think, I, I think some people are, are hesitant to join that kind of community because they think, will people really accept me for where I am? Because mm-hmm. there's kind of like a... I don't know, like a moral, moral standard and judgment that comes in, in the church setting. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is why I need to be a certain kind of person in order to be accepted by these other people. And I'm not sure that inside, if they really knew what was Mm -hmm. going on in my life, that they'd really accept me. And I think that's where it breaks down sometimes in the church. Mm. And can there be unhealthy community? Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I think community is one of those things that, as you're speaking, right, I think about un- and and being in unhealthy community can lead to a hesitancy to want to be in a community again, right? So, mm-hmm. for instance, I've heard this with life groups. I've heard people come up to me and go, I had a really bad experience yeah. in this thing that you're telling me is so great and so wonderful. Right. Therefore, I don't want to. Yeah. Right. And join so again. it goes both ways, right? Because, yeah, there might be unhealthy people in your home group and they might have hurt you. But also a healthy person can look at that situation and know it's not me, right? Mm-hmm. It's them. There's sometimes brokenness on both sides, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I really think it's important that we all kind of have that journey into personal wellness. Because 
yeah, especially in a church scenario or really any community scenario, you're going to have people that are hurting, probably even more so in a church scenario. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you going to deal with those people, right? You can't just exclude them from the community. Sorry, you're not really, you don't have a lot of personal health going on, so we're not going to have you. Mm-hmm. We're the opposite, right? We say come as you are, and we ought to be healthy enough in the church that we can accommodate those people coming in and not be afraid of them or offended by them or whatever it is. So I, I just want to be clear too, is when we're saying wellness, are we saying that you need to be well to be a part of a community? Or are we saying that community can be an avenue toward wellness? Do you know what I mean? Like, cause you have your personal journey toward wellness, but you also have a, I come broken and in community I'm being yeah. made well. I think a little bit the, and we said this last time, but I'll highlight it again. I think a little bit our, like our personal wholeness journey has been separated from our faith journey a little bit too much in the church. So we have like strong Bible study or, you know, maybe an emotionally healthy spirituality study, but we don't have a lot of community around Bible study or it's like we've kept prayer meeting is separate and like just these different categories instead of experiencing it as a holistic journey. I am, Mm. I am becoming more whole in my whole being. I think Jesus wants us to be the best version of ourself. And that means embarking on different avenues of, of wholeness or wellness journeys. And I think as Greg has highlighted the last, last episode and this episode, if we are on those personal journeys of discovering how I communicate, where communication is broken down in the past, what messages am I living out of my life? And that becomes part of how I am growing. That only Mm. enhances my experience in community because I'm not afraid anymore or shame is not crippling me anymore. Or I don't have these lies in my head that people only like me because they have to, or Mm -hmm. whatever those things are, that only enhances community as Mm. the Holy Spirit is like, working in my life through whatever avenue I got going on. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I think the problem sometimes is that when you get into a a bigger church community is that you can go for long periods of time and not deal with those kind of issues, Mm -hmm. right? Because you get good biblical teaching off the stage, but I actually think the journey to personal wellness is is a personal journey, right, Mm -hmm. that you have to undertake. Because what you're going through, what I'm going through is different than what you're going through Mm -hmm. and it's different than what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's not going to be like someone standing on the stage talking about wellness things. It's actually a journey inside to Mm -hmm. see what, where are the defects in my Mm -hmm. life, right? What are the lies that I'm believing about myself? Mm -hmm. What are the fears that I have? Why why am I so angry all the time? Mm -hmm. Why do I have to be so controlling? Like whatever it is. I think there is a personal journey, and I, but I do believe that it goes along with the spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. I, it's all one and the same, right? Mm-hmm. Because it is all part of wholeness, mm-hmm. which is spirit, soul, body, right? Mm-hmm. And it's we we're big on the spirit, right? Like we got to get people saved and the spirit, but then we kind of that journey to health in the soul is a, it's a, sometimes a difficult one, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like I don't know, it's it's 
you got to be, you got to, you got to want it, I think, as the person. And you got to have some specific structures set up in place to help people through that journey. And I think it can be like behavioral emphasis of like put off the old man or that kind of idea of discipleship is very behavioral. Or woman, put off the old woman. Indeed. Yeah, in fact. Yes, Uh, I agree. Um, Um, But (laughs) the old nature, how about we put it like that? Yeah, we go. I just wanted to make sure that we were, you know, inclusive. Including including myself in the equation. (laughs) Okay, got it. Um, But that whole layer of putting off the old nature can be very behavioral. And when you stop and realize that most of our behavioral are coming from thought processes and emotional processes that are stunted and we can see in scripture like take every thought captive and make it obedient to Jesus there's a whole lot of language in scripture that is it's wellness it's like living your best life in Christ mm-hmm. it's not just stop doing the bad things it's like the whole new nature for you is life and life abundant and mm-hmm. joy to the full and the fruit of the spirit are amazing. So it's the wholeness journey is really about bringing out the Christ likeness in us. Mm-hmm. And it's the difference I think also between the what and the how, right? Mm-hmm. You even talked about that, I think on Sunday around community, the what is we want community, but the question is how do we get it? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's the mm-hmm. same question with wellness is, we can look at the Bible and there's a lot of the what in there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people struggle on the how, mm-hmm. right? Like, I know I'm not supposed to be anger. I'm not supposed to be angry. I'm not supposed to have this anger. But how do I get rid of it, mm-hmm. right? That to me is the wellness journey. Mm-hmm. It is understanding where that's coming from and dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, it's the how I get to that, right? Mm-hmm. And what kind of the steps are to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to uh, just a couple things that are coming up for me is I, I hear Greg saying it's a it's a you know personal journey of wellness, which I totally agree with, and I think, but I also want to be clear, like on the personal journey, you have to invite someone else in to point out things. Yeah, and I know you're saying that. Uh, yeah, but I, I just didn't want to mean be... that it's just you alone. Yeah, because yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a good way. Well, I shouldn't say it. Maybe some people do do it that Enlightened way. Enlightened by the Holy Spirit, possibly on yeah. your own. Yeah. But I, I think just to bring some, because uh, I and I know this is what you mean. You have to surround yourself with people that are going to look at you and go, "I see this thing that you're, you just." that you're struggling with, or I, I, you know, are you struggling with this, that, or the other thing, right? And so even though we're personally journeying, I invite people that I trust. I invite you. I invite my wife. I invite Jen. I invite Keaton. I actually invite quite a few people to weigh in on my, <laughs> on my life. But, you know, I remember a couple months ago, I was sitting sitting at lunch with my wife and, and I was talking about something and she's like, do you think maybe that in this area, you know, you're a little bitter? And I was like, can we just finish this Nashville chicken sandwich? <laughs> you stop attacking like, me, please. Yeah, I'm like, I just felt violated in that restaurant. But it was like, it was simple. It was loving. It was gracious. It was just, and you know, that like changed the way I saw that situation in my personal life. Like I, I began to mull over that. Wait, is what is bitterness? What, maybe I am bitter. I didn't think I was bitter. I didn't think I was whatever, angry or that. But it was that one statement that caused me to completely reframe mm-hmm. that situation I was thinking about. And it was true. She's totally right. And I think so many times I've had that with people that say something or, and I think what 
what grieves me is that sometimes people will stay away from community and stay away from almost truth. They'll stay away from church. They'll stay away and they'll come back after a while and I'll see them at the door or see them after the service and I'll say, Hey, how's it going? You know, where you been or what's, what's been? And they said, I was going through this, this, and this, and I just couldn't come. Like I had to stay away until I dealt with X, Y, and Z, and then I could come back. And, you know, so there's something broken here that the community of grace, we gracious, loving individuals that we are not um, inclusive, <laughs> like or or a place where people could come with that stuff, or safety and, factor. Yeah, yeah, not safe to come until. So I just I I know that's not you know what you know what Greg was saying with personal wellness, but I I long for a day where I think together personally we're going through wellness join having people come alongside for the journey with us and that this would be a loving community um yeah yeah. i mean just to be real specific like i can tell you from my own personal experience that i meet with a mentor to go through my personal wellness every single week for two hours Mm -hmm. and it has changed my life Mm-hmm. And I couldn't have got there on my own. Mm-hmm. So I definitely don't mean that you should just do it on your own. Mm-hmm. I mean that you should, it has to be about your life. Mm-hmm. Other people can help you get there. And I actually walk through a program with this mentor. Mm-hmm. So it's very structured and yeah. I have questions that I answer every week. And we sit down and talk about it every, every Friday morning. And that has been life changing for me. But I didn't do it until I got to like 50 years old. Mm-hmm. I was like, now I look back and I'm like, I could have been a lot happier, a lot longer in my life. Mm. Um, but I know I agree with what you're saying. It is a personal journey about you. It's very specific, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've told this person and I tell you an awful lot, like these people have incredible access into my life, mm-hmm. but it is really all about my life, right? Mm-hmm. It is, there's no hiding when you get to that mm-hmm. kind of stage, but it's incredibly beneficial. And the stuff that the Holy Spirit has shown me about me mm-hmm. has been mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Just about how I'm wired, why I do certain things, why I struggle in certain areas, what's going on, where it came from. And from a Christian perspective, I really like it because it's the Holy Spirit then does the fixing. Mm-hmm. It's not me doing the striving to try and fix. And it kind of comes back to like what you're saying. People go off and they try to fix their own problems. I think that's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. I think that the Holy Spirit is the one that fixes us even on the inside. Mm-hmm. But it is, yeah, you need people to be in community with you to, to walk through that. You can't do it just on, purely on your own. Yeah, I think that the, I think one of the things that we are talking about is that we have a posture towards wholeness mm-hmm. in our own personal lives we have we have a posture towards that and then we really there is no healing or no wholeness that I can do in isolation like I, I tell my students when I talk about the fruit of the spirit I'm like I can have the most joy and I can think I'm the most patient person but until I'm around people that is totally untested right. it's totally untested yeah, yeah. or even like the highlighting of this stronghold of thought or this this feeling is only tested in community because until I'm in a room with people and I'm 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 triggered or I'm I'm sensing anger and know what to do with that and know why it's present and to push past it even in spite of you know just knowing that 
those pieces are so important for community because otherwise you're a double-minded man, unstable in all our ways where if we're going to and fro of feeling or this, this and that. And yeah, so it's totally tested in community is, is this a safe place to be who I am? And, and the part of the journey is definitely tested out when we're with others because mm-hmm. I can be the most whole version and then continue smack back to the way I'm like, Oh, this is how I always operate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I remember on that on that a couple a couple months ago, um, you know, just we've been going through some things as a church, and I, you know, as as a pastor and lead pastor now, uh, I've been going through some things personally, and um, I'd been I'd been spending a lot of like nights up at night, just stressed, anxious, you know, blah blah blah, and just had no one to really process with, you know, it was like me and me and Jesus and a whole bunch of sermons on all the topics I was feeling. It was like, yeah, I'm feeling that just find a sermon for it. Okay. And I was like uh sermon hopping, but I didn't even know, um, that certain feelings were okay to feel. Mm-hmm. And one day Greg said to me, and he doesn't even probably realize this impact. No, me. I remember this. Yeah. I but, know what you're going to say, but you said, like you have every right to be this. You have every right to be upset. You have every right. And hmm. um, it was a moment where I was like, wait, I can be upset. Like I, I can even be like angry at the fact that I end up in, in this situation. Hmm. Like, and, but I had put off these... N- like really for the situation, normal feelings. Mm-hmm. I'd put off normal feelings because I thought I had to respond this, this, and this way, right? Yeah. And I had buried normal ways of emotionally relating to what was happening in my life right? because I thought in my mind I, I couldn't go there or whatever, right? Yeah. And it was something simple. And you said a bunch of things over the last few months um, to me, but it was like, these simple times of like, hey, so so for me, like vulnerability community, it's like having someone that's like um, either will correct an unhealthy behavior, maybe they're both correcting an unhealthy behavior, or just, hey, license to feel mm-hmm. right now. I give you license to permission. be upset. I yeah. give you permission yeah. to be upset. Well, and that, like it kind of, sometimes I'd look at wellness as kind of, uncovering the lies that Satan tells us and that we believe without even realizing that they're lies, right? And somewhere in there, Satan whispers to you, you shouldn't feel this way. Mm-hmm. Or if you feel this way, you better not tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And we go, oh, and we don't even realize it's coming from Satan, right? And it's just, oh, geez, you know that? Yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say anything or mm-hmm. I shouldn't feel that way or whatever it is. And to me, wellness, part of it is just uncovering the lies that mm-hmm. we believe in our own life. And we all, there's like hundreds of them, right? Because mm-hmm. Satan's been telling them to us for our entire life. Mm-hmm. And part, part of that is just uncovering and identifying those lies and then understanding that I can act differently mm-hmm. or I can believe differently. Mm-hmm. And it's not instantaneous, right? Sometimes it's, it's the light bulb goes on like that, but there's other stuff that you've probably, and I've believed for my entire life. It takes a while to unwind that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it doesn't, but it's, um, yeah, like sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard, mm-hmm. but 
That's a good example, right? Well, and you're thinking of the time in Subway when you said to me, you are not responsible for yeah. this church. That's what I, that's what yeah. I thought you no, were going, I, actually. I figured you were. Sorry. I wasn't yeah. going to drop. But just yeah. to, uh, yeah, I mean, th- that was another one that Greg just looked at me and he's like, Joel, you are not responsible for for the church. Yeah. And, and in the, you know, most, I knew what you meant, right? And it's, 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 but it's these things that, Wow, responsibility is like a really high core value in society. Right. Yeah. So now you have a violation of like what's valuable, what the world says you should feel and what you should do and how you should think and how you should take responsibility. And there is obviously healthy clean up your mm-hmm. room responsibility. But then there's unhealthy if you don't clean clean up your room in this way and fold your sheets this way, you're like – you know, your value is your value is now lower. Mm-hmm. You are not loved. You are not who you should be. You're not a good person. You suck. Whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. It's so. It's like yeah, responsibility is a value, but not when it's you put your identity in it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 It's it, so I went through. So I struggle with the same stuff, right? And I, I sit on Friday mornings and I'm telling my mentor, I'm really stressed out about work. Like there's a lot going on and I'm, I'm the manager, right? I'm the project manager. I'm in charge of all of it. And she's like, why don't you just turn it over to God? Right? Like, why are you getting stressed out? And I was like, well, this is my work we're talking about here, right? Like, like, but it's the same principles, right? Like, and now I'm starting to learn anytime that I get stressed, I've already believed something that's not true, Mm -hmm. which is that I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm. it's an interesting journey, right? Like it, it pervades all parts of your life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess as we're sitting here thinking about and talking about these things, I'm curious about some of the practical things that we can offer, can suggest, can say if there's practical ways that we've experienced community or can offer those things. That's what I'm sitting here thinking about. I, yeah, and I, I think... Go Subway with Greg? That's Jen's way of saying, that's enough of you two talking about no, your lunches. Not, yeah. not at all. I'm just like, we... Just like, we would you two shut up? Can we get back on track here, please? I yeah. am not saying that. I am not saying that. I'm saying... I'm just curious because I'm... I'm No, I'm sitting here thinking about it and being like, yes, that's absolutely true. But if you're out there listening and going, okay, I want that or I... I need that. Yeah. What are some of the yeah. highlights that have been important for our own individual points of community? I think first it starts with a recognition that, you know, I'm not healthy or I'm not as healthy as I could be. First, you need a recognition that there's more to the journey than what you're experiencing. I think another thing is honestly, Go for counseling or mm-hmm. find a mentor mm-hmm. or someone that is n- next is friendship I'll talk about. But like just find someone that is can help you see like we're talking about seeing things that mm-hmm. blind spots, shadows, things that you can't see in yourself. You need to find someone that can help you, whether that's a counselor, mentor, pastor, wh- whoever. Um, and then community of some sort, friendship of some sort. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then, you know, as a church, we want to have more opportunities for these kind of interest groups. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a real need for a hiking group, a running group, a mechanical group, a photography group, a cooking, you know, barbecue, a parenting group, all the stuff, (laughs) food, you know, um, people to just hang out with. Like, Mm -hmm. and so we want to create more opportunities for that as a church. And um, so join those, like step out um, and commit to something that is community related. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's key, what you just said, right? Is that if you want to be in community, it will take effort on your part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no easy way to sugarcoat that, Yeah, that's that, what I was right? going to say. There comes a point in There's every... There's no way to sugarcoat yeah, that. Yeah, every point, even life groups, which I, I love, even close friendships that I gain such strength in. There's so many times where I'm like, deep breath, say the words. Deep breath, ask the question. Like just even practiced years of relating years of community there are points with new people sharing Mm. new parts of my story with a new person or I am in a new this is a new church for me um but even there I was talking to somebody recently and they said they are they're looking around and realizing they they've been at a church for a long time Mm -hmm. but it is a a calling not just to Northside but this new season of connecting Mm. and so they've made it a purpose to talk to someone that they maybe have not talked to for years Mm. or just, you know, ask, reconnect in, in different ways and just building those, those connections and asking questions. The permission to ask questions was something that was huge for me years and years ago. I had a mentor say to me, you can ask people questions about their life. Mm -hmm. And that was just giving them permission to not answer them. But, you know, I just am naturally curious about how people are and big things in life rather than what you eat for lunch. I'd, I'd rather know, you know, the inner workings of life and goings on and, and stuff, but the permission to ask questions in Mm -hmm. this season of new people going up to people, maybe you've, you know them or don't know them, but yeah, effort is a huge part for me. I have a confession to make. Um, when Jen said, what are you going to have? What'd you have for lunch? Honestly, right before that, I was thinking about a donair. Like I was actually thinking about lunch. lunch. <laughs> oh, you didn't have lunch. I was like starving. And then you said, what'd you have for lunch? And I'm like, she's reading my mind. She knows that I'm hungry. Are right you guys now. just yes. showing off your spiritual gifts? I don't know. <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, but maybe like- I have. What, what, how do we spell faith again? R- yeah, I, I was. Yes. Yeah. I was literally just going to say, it sounds like community. It It sounds like you're saying, Jen, that community is spelled (laughs) (laughs) R-I-S-K. I can get behind that one. Okay. We've done it. I can't get behind the fact that God always requires hearing to result in risk. Always. Always. I'm going to die on this hill. See previous episode of On Ramp. I'm dying on this hill. Was that number one? I don't know. Might have been two. No, it was after that. Oh, two. Might have been three. Two or three. You have to listen to all the On Ramp to get where we talked about risk and spiritual gifts. I'm invalidating my entire ministry. And we invalidated Jen's entire ministry. Not we, you. Me. (laughs) Thank you. I will take personal responsibility (laughs) for it. Greg's over there just fine. (laughs) Greg's fine, yes. Um, Not really. Well, I I, I think that... um, On that note? On that note, is there anything more around wellness, community? um, Yeah, that either one of you, you might be out of time here, so...
I, I like I agree with Jen. I I think that I think there's kind of two parts that we've talked about it today, right? There's kind of the personal journey and my mm-hmm. own personal wellness, um, and then there's kind of community that we have. And I think that um, I, I think you got to know what you want, mm-hmm. right? Like I, it's not up to Joel to tell you what you want, and mm-hmm. it's not up to other people to get you to do something, right? Like stand up and be an adult and say, "What do I want for my life?" Mm-hmm. Right? Am I? I would say from a personal wellness journey, you should do it, you know, go through a program for six to nine months and do it once every five years, right? So you kind of have like a regular, I'm going to take a look at my life and figure out what's going on. And so if you haven't done that, then do that, right? Mm. Come talk to one of us. Mm -hmm. We can point you in the direction of people. uh, Yeah, I I think there's people who will help you and mentor you along that path if Mm -hmm. that's what you want to do. If it's more like broader community, and figure out what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So be intentional about mm-hmm. it. Like take step. Don't think it's just going to happen, right? right? So if you start easy, right? If you sit in the same place in the church building every Sunday, then at least say hi to the people that sit around you who are mm-hmm. the same people that you sit around every Sunday. Mm-hmm. At least learn their names, right? Mm-hmm. And go from there. Or if you're interested in joining a home group, then get on it, right? Come and talk to Jen and say, hey, we've never been in a home group. We're interested in finding out what it's like, at least trying it. Can you hook us up with some people? Do that. Or mm-hmm. join a community group that we're, you know, if you're really interested in hiking, come forward and say, hey, I'm, I want to join this group. I don't want to organize it, but I just want to join it. So whoever organizing it, I want to join. Mm-hmm. Get to know some people, but be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Don't think that it's like Joel or Jen's job for, to hook you up with other people. They can help. But you got to be motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that returns to the, I was just sitting here thinking about how we started talking about soccer team. It, it you, you don't just end up playing soccer. <laughs> you go to a specific place, you wear specific things, and you do whatever soccer does. I know what soccer does, but I don't know anything really specific. Um, mm-hmm. And community is similar. We don't just show up and accidentally fall into connection with people there's i am making intentional choices in the questions i ask and i have just really over the last couple months started praying god who should i connect with or who who is around me on a sunday like you just mentioned greg Mm. but who, who, how, what, when, and just following those prompts. Cause a couple, I think it was a couple of months ago or weeks ago. I don't know. Time is an enigma still. Thank you, COVID. But Joel said at the end of a sermon, you know, just, we're going to go quiet for a moment and see if anyone comes to mind. Maybe it was a prayer night. I don't know. It was sometime in the last little bit, but someone came to mind and just following up with that, that person that week it didn't result in like every week spending time with someone, but just getting to reconnect or getting to connect and, and meet people is just a powerful, it's a powerful opportunity to hear, to hear testimonies of faith, hear stories of how did you become a nurse? Like, why did you become a nurse? Or those various things. It's just, it's a powerful part of keeping, keeping connection or creating connection. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, just, I think being just slightly more intentional than we've been. And so moving our seat in church, staying in the same seated church, joining a life group, joining a community group, joining a group of any kind. But I think the the picture is, is like, 
It's like shaking somebody's hand. I mean, they can extend their hand all they want. So the church can extend the, these programs all they want. We can create groups of all kinds and have those groups available. But you also need to put yourself out there. Like mm-hmm. you need to reach your hand out. You need to come and attend. You need to get involved. You need to. Um, so it'll always require that that step where we can facilitate. We can create space for people to connect. But at some point, you're going to have to make a decision to do something different, right? And the other thing too, for me, it's like maybe sitting there, you're listening right now. And, and I mean, just ask yourself the question, like, am I happy? Am I satisfied? Am I connected? Do I feel like I have community? I think everyone wants to belong. We live in an extremely lonely culture and community. And it's a different culture than around the world where it's like community is, it's relentless community, you know, South America and, um, you know, uh, places, Italy and places like that, that I've gone to, it's like, you, you have to be in community. You're forced mm-hmm. to be in community. People stop by your house every day. They, you know, it's forced community here. We're very, we're, it's more individualistic. So here we have to like be a little more intentional with mm-hmm. finding community. And so I don't know for, for me, those are some questions you can ask. Yeah. And I agree. And, and just one thing to add on to that, if you're sitting there and you answered, no, I'm not happy. No, I'm not connected. No. Um, Sometimes it can feel like a huge leap to get to any of those words because they're big. But I would say if you said yes to those, asking God, what is one step towards those things? Because Mm -hmm. it can feel huge to hear from, to be in a place of whatever it is, and then to look at the promised land. It can seem so Mm -hmm. far away, but what's... God, what's one step, one person, one opportunity, one thing that came out of this rather than complete overhaul, set myself yeah. up for failure. Um, yeah, that's my prayer is as people are hearing, sometimes it can be such a huge concept out there, but what's, what's one place or one person or, you know, start starting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here, I'll go out on a, on a limb here and I'll say, like, if you're listening to this and you want to know what that one step is, here's what I would suggest. On a Sunday, and this will take a little bit of bravery, walk up to myself, walk up to Joel or walk up to Jen and just say, I was listening to the podcast and I need to do something different in my life. That's it. That's all you have to do. Mm. And then maybe we'll go out to lunch with them. We'll take you out for lunch. We'll Greg even is buy. taking you out. I'll, I'll go for lunch with anybody. <laughs> Listen, if you're out there and you know that you want something different out of your Christian walk, mm-hmm. either personally or in community, listen, walk yeah. up to me after a Sunday and just say, hey, I was listening to the podcast. Could I chat with you for two minutes? Mm-hmm. And I, I'll introduce, okay. you know, I'll introduce myself to you and we can talk a little bit about where you're at. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Joel and Jen would do the exact same things mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. a Sunday. Start there. Right. There's one walk up to one person and just say, I watched the podcast Mm -hmm. and I I want something different in my life. Mm -hmm. And I would agree with that. uh, Years ago, I had someone say to me, if you see something in someone's life that you want, have them pray for you. And I, I, I push back on that and I'm like, okay, prayer is great. But let's let's talk about Mm. how you got there or or what. And I hear that invitation. I I feel very plugged in right now. And it was a process. It was a journey and it it continues to be. Um, So we're not there. So, yeah. 
I'll, I'll take you out for lunch and then send the bill to Greg. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what we're saying too is that like we will genuinely receive you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will accept you wherever you're at. And so yeah. I think knowing that sometimes it's like mm-hmm. we might not say hi to someone because we don't know if they're going to receive us or like us or whatever. But we're, we're saying the three of us will receive you, accept you, love you, and take you out for lunch possibly. Um, <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. Connect with us. Let us know, you know, what thoughts have come to mind as you're listening to this or watching this. Um, we want some feedback. We want to know what's landing, what's connecting, what's not. Um, so please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Again, on ramp is good to be with you today. 